The following podcast has been rated R because we say fuck a lot. What's the big deal? It doesn't hurt anybody. Fuck, 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 fuck. Parental guidance is suggested. Hi, this is Uwe Ball. If you want to help support the podcast on this network, go to rogueintel.com. Thank you and go fuck yourself. TableReadsPodcast.com Lights, camera, action. When a script is written that is so bad that no one will film it, two men will bring it to life just so they can mock it. This is Table Reads. So the movie's kaput, which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Table Reads. With Sean McBee and Trevor Thompson. With special guest, Kelly Levier. Yay, Kelly's back. Yay. And Trevor might even turn on your mic if you're nice. I came all this way, Trevor. Trevor, why do you have Spider-Man walkie-talkies? Oh, God. <laughs> Don't ask. <laughs> she knows, actually. I told her the whole story. Because I can't afford a fucking megaphone. So I'm just going to, like, hold these up and, like, do, like, uh, like you know, phone calls and police and shit like that. Because I don't want to fucking do it later. I don't want to, like, go through and be like, you know what? This sounds like it could be, like, what, a drive through What's the matter with your, with your coffee mug that you usually do? Well, first of all, it's full. And second, uh, that just sounds... You know, it's going to be better than the echo that you usually weak. put on it, so that's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's weak. I'm trying to get a little more production value for that, us. That, that's great. I, I fully approve of your initiative, Trevor. <laughs> And everybody, I want to welcome you. What a smarmy douche. No, I'm, I mean it. I love that. I know. I love that you saw some fucking Walmart uh, Spider-Man walkie-talkies for kids and were like, <gasps> I know what I can use that for. Well, I thought that I could probably get like a... It's the only thing you can use it for because it's yeah. It's not like you have friends. <laughs> well, that's what... Because she saw me. She walked... When she came in, I, I had... I was playing with them i mean i want to say like i was testing them but i was playing with them and she's like well you know typically you know if you're gonna have typically you give one to a friend yeah you but she goes but you don't there's nobody else here and i was like norman's here trevor's like i'm gonna make fun of those make friends with one of those little black kids that lives across the way speaking of whoever got evicted next door their shit's just everywhere yeah it's great it's great. I'm, I'm not the word I would have used. Trevor, Trevor, lives, great. Trevor lives in a great neighborhood. Everybody, <laughs> I do, I do. It's so, a, so I want to get to important things. Uh-huh. Um, first, I want to say thank you, Rogantel Podcast Network at rogantel.com Don't for getting us to this point. This is episode number fifty. Yay! Which is, uh, you know, actually episode fifty-two would probably be a bigger deal because that would be one year worth of shows. Would it? Oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Fifty-two. 52 Look at this weeks. guy. Look at this guy. Quick would math. it? Yeah, I would. Because I forgot that. Well, because it it doesn't ever it doesn't feel to me like it's a weekly show because we don't record it weekly like we do Ted. I have yeah. to rem- remind myself that it's a weekly show. But I remember that it's weekly because I have to make sure to post it every week. Yes, and if you didn't, but it's episode fifty now, which seems like a big deal, and I'm going to consider it a big deal, and that is why Trevor and I have decided, with the help of Kelly. To do Kelly helped us decide. Yeah, to do. She did. She, she was did. like, "Hey guys, this script you want to do is too fucking long." Yeah. It would have been like twelve episodes. 
And that doesn't work for what I want to do down the line that we're not going to talk about right now. Um, so, so you're welcome. Trevor and I are going to have fun diving into the yeah. world of one of our very favorite things in the whole fucking world. One of our favorite movies. Yeah. Not the Highlander. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That no, one. we we started there. Yeah. Um, and ended there, really. Have you read that fucking script? Today, <laughs> today we're going to be re- uh, starting our read of Roger Rabbit 2, The Toon Platoon mm-hmm. by Nat Malden, who... And Jeff Stein. It oh, should be known, wrote <laughs> Eddie Murphy's Dr. Doolittle movie. This is going to be great, y'all. <laughs> For a second, I thought you said we're going to say the Pluto Nash movie, but uh, no, I think Eddie wrote that himself. All right, we don't have a previously, so I guess we just fade in. Fade in. Roger Rabbit 2, Platoon Platoon. Who's doing Roger? You'll do Roger. Okay. You can do it. I'll do it. I have faith in you. Yes. Exterior, Randall Farm, day. A long driveway leads to a two-story farmhouse in the distance. There is a barn. I do. I'm sorry. I do wish you had we had figured this out beforehand because we. I have somewhere we could have gotten the Roger Rabbit music and. It's okay. It. We don't want to use copyrighted music. It could totally fuck us later. Not as long as we're talking over it. No, it could totally fuck us later. Why do you say that? Because it's still copyrighted music. Mm. It may not get flagged by a bot, but a person could pick it out. Yeah, people are fucking tattletales. Exterior, Randall Farm, day. A long driveway leads to a two-story farmhouse in the distance. There is a barn, a few trees. We see a pickup truck turning into the driveway. Its door reads, W. Fitch, Feed and Grain. The truck pulls to a stop halfway to the house, next to a field where a combine is chugging along, hitched to the rear of a tractor, reaping the last vestiges of the fall harvest. Superimpose the title... Kansas, 1941. Six years before the original movie. Interesting. Wilbur Fitch, 50-ish, a cheerful sort, rolls down his window and calls to Michael and Ryan Randall, corn-fed country youths in their mid-teens. What is a ute? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Michael is at the wheel of the tractor. His younger brother rides behind him, keeping an eye on the combine apparatus. Yeah, so far this isn't terrible. No. I mean, it, it's... The directions aren't overly writery and telling you about what the fucking camera's doing. Careful of the hard drive. Yeah, there. what happens if this script is good? Yeah. Then we write letters to our congressmen and demand they make it instead of letting it sit on a pile forever. Uh, by the way, um, if we stutter over some of our reading, it's because this script is like one of those faxed and Xeroxed and like thrown in a bin and dug out and then faxed again copies or or we're reading a line of dialogue by porky pig which actually could happen in this script yes also that Mm -hmm. but you know it's probably the first thing uh morning it's the randall place ain't it oh yeah you're fitch sorry that's fitch say it again morning this the randall place ain't it yes you're my paws in the house Got you working bright and early, does he? Well, you don't mind, sir. Man's raising some fine boys. <laughs> You've said that gayer. <laughs> like deliverance. <laughs> Interior, kitchen, day. Old-fashioned and cheerful. 
Dora Randall takes a freshly baked cake out of the oven and sets it on the window ledge to cool. Ugh. Dora's husband, Earl Randall. Oh, man, there's someone named Earl in this. Of course, with that accent, <laughs> fucking Earl. Leans next to the stove, lighting his pipe. Both are in their late 40s. Um, was I Earl or were you? Nobody's been Earl yet. Okay, then let's... How about you be Earl? I'll be... Okay, and then you can be Dora, Kelly. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> now, Ma, you knew this day was gonna come. Oh, it can wait a while longer. Now help me with the frosting. She starts mixing some frosting in a large bowl. We see a small boy's hand slowly reach inside the windowsill. <laughs> and I'm just hearing... <laughs> yeah, like a Ren and Stimpy noise. Yeah. Like a fucking violin <laughs> string. Dora, we agreed when the boy turned 18, that's when we'd tell him. There's just no sense in putting it off. Oh my God, is there a son of tune? Probably. There's no <laughs> sense I- getting him all upset either. Timmy! She crosses to the window, smacks the hand away from the cake. You keep your sticky fingers off of that young man. You'll be lucky if you get a piece tonight. Ooh, Whoa, what's she talking about? You don't want about? your mom to say that to you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. She didn't bring out the middle name, though, so. <laughs> no, I mean, you'll be lucky if you get a piece tonight. Okay. Yeah, with your sticky, <laughs> get your sticky fingers out of here. I don't like your sticky fingers. Oh, man. We've taken this in the wrong direction already. Uh, we never had a choice. Timothy Randall, aged eight, enters through the screen door next to the window, tending to his smarting wrist. Aw, oh, shoot. I don't want to wait till tonight. I'm tired of waiting. Well, maybe when it's Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I need to redo that because I don't know why he had like a Brooklyn accent in yeah. Kansas. In Kansas. Aw, <laughs> oh, shoot. I don't want to wait till tonight. I'm tired of waiting. Well, maybe when it's your birthday, you won't have to. But this isn't your cake. It's your brother's. Where is he, anyway? I don't know. He said something about going out to the barn to milk the mule. That's a metaphor. (laughs) (laughs) Earl and Dora react. Give each other an apprehensive look. Oh, they're worried that he's going to find the spaceship he came in. (laughs) But wait, you really This is actually the sequel to The Rocketeer. You what? Why not? If it's a lady mule. I've never heard of it. Have you heard of mule milk? No. Yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> it's <laughs> cum, basically. Can you milk mule? I'm, I'm sure you can. Why not? It's a mammal. It has mammaries. Yeah. It's like milking a horse. You don't do it. That also yeah. is cum. <laughs> I, I, think, I think maybe the idea is that this kid's brother is pretty dumb. <laughs> I mean, if, if what I'm thinking is going to happen is what's going to happen, this kid's gone 18 years without figuring out that he's a cartoon. <laughs> I would actually be like what happened. Like, like Elf. Yeah. Or actually, or what Cool World was going to be at one point. Uh, Earl and Dora react. Give each other an apprehensive look. Exterior. Exterior. <laughs> Exterior. Randall Farm. Day. Fitch's truck is parked by the barn. He's unloading a few bags of feed. Suddenly, we hear a panicked mule bring it at full blast. Maybe Kelly's right. Yeah. <laughs> Fitch turns to the barn. Just as Roger Rabbit comes crashing through the side of the barn in a shower of splintered wood, wearing blue denim overalls, hurtling through the air like a cannonball. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ro- Roger's the brother. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, because Fit- it, it is before the first movie. So Fitch watches him, craning his head as Roger sails over the main house, headed straight for the field. 
where the combine is making its final pass. Roger lands headfirst directly behind the tractor's hitch in the midst of some stalks of corn. He pulls his head out of the ground with a... Thank you. Shakes it. Then his eyes bug out of their sockets as he sees the combine blades coming right at him. (laughs) Roger tries to run, but gets caught up in the machine and proceeds to get threshed, folded, spindled, and mutilated as Fitch takes this all in, his face twisted in horror. (laughs) Sweet mother of Jesus. Wait, that was me. Oh, sorry. Sweet mother of Jesus. Same Same exact reading. (laughs) Say great gobs of goose shit. (laughs) Fitch grabs a first aid kit from his truck. (laughs) Someone just got run over with a fucking pressure. Somebody just got (laughs) Fargo'd. Buscemi's in the chipper. He's like, let me go get my kit. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm being respectful. Fitch grabs a first aid kit from his truck. Michael shakes his head, shuts off the combine as Roger pokes his head up from the bowels of the machine. Yes, sir. That'll get you started in the morning. Another angle. Roger disengages himself from the machine as Earl and Dora, Dora step out to the porch. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. You okay, son? Nothing to fret about, Peter. It's <laughs> my dad's name. It's my dad's name. Oh, Patter. Yeah, that was weird, by the way, watching Supergirl and seeing them talk about my dad's name. <laughs> yeah, so uh, on a recent episode of Supergirl, there was a bad guy named Peter Thompson, which is Trevor's dad's name. And the whole episode, they're saying his whole name all the time. <laughs> like he's Charlie Brown. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, we need to break Peter Thompson out of prison. And then there's that line. It's not Peter Thompson. It's his son. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was... Very distracting. It was very surreal, yeah. Um, and you didn't give me any like heads up about it either. You're just like, it's weird, dude. Your dad's on Supergirl. <laughs> and I was like, all right. I was like, Supergirl needs to break your dad out of prison, and it's very distracting. And I kept waiting. I was like, and you didn't gonna... even respond. You no. were just like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, I, f- I felt bad about you know the Norman text because I was like, you know what? He fucking ignores my texts about Norman. So, because <laughs> I want Norman to be like our, um, our rowdy, the stuffed fucking thing from Scrubs. Can you reread your, your one? Roger line from the start? Nothing to fret about Pater. Yeah. Oh, like mom pot, like Pater. Okay. I got it. No, that's not his dad though. That's Earl. Wait, is Earl the dad? Oh, Earl is the dad. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Potter, Potter is Latin for father. Yeah. It's Pater. It, is it Pater or Potter? I Maybe mean, what she just said. The Latin. If she recognizes it as well, Latin, she I knows recon- how to say it. Yeah, but I recognize it as Pater as father. But I mean, I they're in it, Kansas, so probably I thought it was that, Pater. But that's where it comes from. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to try it. They just say Pater because it's Kansas. Okay, yeah. yeah. Go. Nothing to fret about, Pater. I'm still in one piece, aren't I? With I'm, this, Roger starts to fall. I'm, starting to, I'm starting to sound like Spongebob. No, that Roger. that actually I felt was better than your previous Roger. All right. But all of it's better than your Beetlejuice. So, <laughs> with this, Roger starts to fall slice by slice as if he was a loaf of bread onto the ground. See, this is funny. This would have been funny. Yeah, this is good so far. Ugh. This better <laughs> script, you better suck. Come on, movie. Get it together. Start stinking. <laughs> Fitch stands there in a stupor, drops his first aid kit on the ground. Roger's mother just shakes her head, mildly exasperated. Oh, that boy. Exterior, Randall. This music is totally inappropriate. It usually is. 
was his clue that he's like not part of the family possibly with the last name rabbit <laughs> no jessica rabbit isn't a rabbit she just married him yeah that's but like he has show. that last name and i'm assuming that Dora that he's, and and he's not a married woman <laughs> <laughs> yeah she uh she wanted to take his name because he was a big shot in hollywood as evidenced by what betty Boop so said. really his name is roger randall yeah <laughs> roger randall that's what we're learning thus far Oh, so Rabbit's a stage name? (laughs) (laughs) Except that it already lists him as Roger Rabbit in the direction. so I don't know. I guess they didn't want us to get confused. I read the second book, so I'm curious to see if this actually has anything to do with that that movie. Surely not. The first movie had nothing to do with the first book. Yeah, it did a little bit. A little bit. Exterior, Randall Farmhouse, night. The lights are on downstairs. We hear the Randalls singing. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. That's what happened. Kelly doesn't know the words, apparently. She's looking at me like, why would you sing along with him, even though it says there's multiple people in the... I mean, there's two of you. That's multiple. That's what happened. They got to page four in the script, and they went, nope, nope, we can't afford the rights to that. <laughs> yeah. And they just threw the script away. <laughs> we can afford to put Bugs Bunny and, and <laughs> Mickey Mouse in the same frame together for eight minutes, but we can't afford the rights to that song. Maybe. That's all over now, though. Yeah, that's true. Interior, Randall, dining room, night. Earl, Dora, the and their boy are sitting at the table. Why did you yell Dora? Because <laughs> she's clearly there, too. She would have been singing also. Mm-mm. No, Dora's too good for that. Kelly has a pair of headphones with a tiara built in. Yes, I do. So, so now she's our little princess. <laughs> Don't forget it. Wait a minute. You were the one listening to... Prince Ali not coming up here in your car. I did come up here. Eventually, after fucking listening to the whole no, song. No, no, no. I told you, when I get back in the car, it's going to resume at, he's got the monkeys, let's see the monkeys. Right, but you weren't listening to it at all? Like, you literally just pulled up and came up here? Yes. Because we were both under the impression that you were fucking jamming to it in the parking lot. I was not under that impression. I, in fact, told him that it was while you were driving over here. She's a liar. Don't listen to he's her. He's throwing me under the bus. I am. But I'm um, not lying. Are we ever going to get through this script? It's not even bad and we can't get through it. <laughs> That's why we're angry. <laughs> Earl, Dora, and their boys are sitting at the table. I would have been somewhat heartbroken, though, as a Roger Rabbit script was bad, though. So it's gonna... I'm looking forward to it being bad. It's yeah. going to get there. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been made. It's Roger Rabbit. It was a cash machine. A cake sits in front of Roger. His face is illuminated by the 18 candles sticking out of it. Happy birthday, dear Roger. Happy birthday to you and many more. Oh, joy. Carrot cake. I love carrot cake. (laughs) I love carrot anything. (laughs) You got real stimpy in the beginning. I told you I was going all over the place, fucking SpongeBob. Oh, joy. Carrot cake. Oh, joy. Carrot cake. I love carrot cake. I love carrot anything. Hey, (laughs) Moe. Who is Ryan? Yeah, who is Ryan? Uh, I think it was one of the kids from the beginning. Oh, criminy. Well, go on. Make a wish and blow him out. No, no, Ryan. We don't do that anymore. Timothy? Timothy. It'd be me, 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 and Timothy. No, Timothy's a little eight-year-old. Oh, that's right. Come on, Roger. Let her rip. (laughs) I know where this is going. Come on, Earl. Oh, that was you, I thought. Gimme, No! Here goes nothing! Roger takes in a huge breath, his stomach swelling to the size of a weather balloon. His family dives under the table, just as Roger blows on the cake with an exhalation of such hurricane force 
that everything on the table, the cake included, is sent flying toward the wall on the other side of the room. Exterior, Randall Farmhouse, night. As the dining room window shatters and the cake flies through, hurtling Hurtling. through the air like a line drive at Wrigley Field. Exterior, Kansas Farmland, night. As the cake continues its journey, sailing through the sky towards exterior, farm porch, night. An elderly couple sitting on rockers, taking in some night air. <laughs> I'm laughing at I it like before this, it happens. I know what they're going to do. Uh, this is really cartoony. Yeah. Uh, taking in some night air as the cake sails past them, <laughs> splattering on their front door. Oh, I thought it was going to hit them. Uh, they react, calmly turn to each other. Randall boy must be having another birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Interior, Randall living room, night. Small and cozy. Dora's needlepoints adorn the walls. Earl and Dora are standing next to the sofa as Roger enters. Manor! Painter! You wanted to see me? (laughs) You're not like the other boys, Roger. I think you're still Earl. (laughs) Sit down. I know, I'm just... I'll be be Earl, if you want me to be. Oh, no, yeah, you were Earl. You know what? You vote for who should be Earl. Rock, paper, scissors. Not for crying out loud. I'll be girl. Thank you. <laughs> Sit down, Roger. We need to have us a little talk. Hold on. You, you just, I don't want to do the uh, the fucking high-pitched redneck. How y'all, how y'all doing? You anymore? don't have to be high-pitched. Just that sounded like Eddie Valiant. No, okay. Yeah, you well, need to be Eddie a little Valiant. more redneck to yeah, fit okay. into the Randall family. Yeah, you're, you're like doing Eddie Valiant or or like police chief. <laughs> Roger, I know all this seems pretty painful now, but you'll find someone new. Won't he, Mr. Valiant? Yeah, sure. Good looking oh, guy yeah, like that. James, James will be, be breaking his door, door down. Dames? What, what Dames? Jessica, the only one for me. You'll, you'll see. see. We'll ride about this pill and give it a We're going to be happy again. Happy again. You got that? Happy. We've seen the you movie. should all be so happy you weren't here to witness that. <laughs> there, was, there was a lot of spit. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Suffering fuckatash. Uh, we might have the the, mem- the movie memorized. Yeah, we actually did test that once yeah. when we walked back from things. Um, anyway, do, do Earl just as a redneck without the gruff. Okay. Um, so yeah, Roger, we need to have us a little talk. Roger does. Earl and Dora cross over to him. Son... You ever notice <laughs> you're just a mod bit <laughs> different from the other kids at school? No. <laughs> well, like, remember the time you and Butch Cooper were praying at the rock quarry and playing, all the diamonds playing. That's a whole different that's a whole different scene. Playing we're playing at the rock quarry and all that dynamite went off in your face. Butchie went to the hospital, but nothing happened to you. Oh, sure, because I take my vitamins just like you tell me to. Honey, (laughs) you know we've always loved you like you was one of our very own, but, well, you're not. You came from a planet very far away from here. (laughs) That symbol on your chest means hope. (laughs) Yes. It's on an S. We know you're... We know you're real... Mom, what? we're not. We're I'm not. sorry. We're not your real mom and dad. Gestures to porch. We found you right outside there in a little Easter basket, nearly 18 years ago. I picture his dad leaving him there, and, <laughs> and, and as a parting gesture, saying, "Remember, keep, keep smiling, smiling. <laughs> Mr. Postman." 
there was this real nice note stapled to your ear saying how your mother loved you, but times were tough, and she figured we could give you a better life than she could. But how could she desert me like that? If inhuman... Is not the best. This next line. I'm glad you brought that up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh fuck me! The script. This is good. good. This is actually fucking Uh, good. (laughs) Exterior Randall Farmhouse night. There is a beat. Then we hear Roger's voice. You know, I'm gonna keep the music because it's so awful. It's our only hope to make this bad. I'm gonna reread this. Okay. There is a beat. Then we. Oh, it's exterior. Randall Farmhouse. There is a beat. Then we hear Roger's voice. A tune! Interior, front hall, night. Oh, that's so great. I was right. He had no idea. He just fucking thought he was a cartoon rabbit. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, this is actually goddamn oh, good. fuck. I gotta find this writer just to tell him this is good. <laughs> we didn't even make it to page 10 yet. This is great. Interior, front hall, night. As Roger bursts in from the living room, dashes around the first floor in a state of panic, Earl and Dora run in. A tune? Ma, that's impossible! Ma, where the fuck are you? Oh, sorry, you fucked up the line. I thought you were going to reread it. Yeah, he said a tune, me. Oh, me, sorry. It's hard to read this fucking shitty copy. Are, are you going to redo it? No, he's no. not. Not okay. at all. I'm out of the moment He doesn't now. give a shit. <laughs> Roger, calm down. Don't lose your head. Blow your fuse. Flip your lid. He's going to do all those things. He's going to do <laughs> exactly. all those things exactly. Count, count to ten. Ease up. Take a... Take a bromo? What is that? A bro moment. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I... Dude, take a bromo. <laughs> Just think about... Settle down, bruh. Think about... All the girls you're gonna date rape. <laughs> Bro moment. And the ocean. Count to, count to ten. He's up. Take a bromo. It can't be. It's a cruel hoax. A hoodwink. A snow job. A scam. A frame job. I, Eddie, I could never hurt anybody. My whole purpose in life is to make people laugh. That's also from the movie. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> But uh, the whole but not this movie. But this, a, this one one a snow job is also from the movie. That's why I quoted it. He throws himself on the stairs. <laughs> they cross over to him. Son, listen to us. I don't believe it. I can't believe it. That's also from the first movie. They're yeah. literally. I can't believe it. He just he just has like a script that he follows when he's like. But it goes stressed. it goes in a funny place. Let me do it again. I don't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Looks up at them. What the tune? (laughs) (laughs) It's nothing bad, dear. It just means you're not quite the same species as most folks. Now I know why all the guys at school stare at me in the shower. (laughs) It's weird when I come to school not wearing any pants. We figured that'd be quite a jolt, Roger. You get it. You'll get by it. You'll get by it in time, I guess. You'll get by it in time, though. We know you will. But this... This is terrible. A tragedy of epic proportions. Just portions. Of portions. <laughs> of epic portions. It should be proportions, shouldn't it? It should, yes. Who am I? What am I? He's Earl, about to sing a song, isn't he? <laughs> Earl grabs him by the ears, pulls him up to his face. <laughs> My ears. You're our oldest boy. That's what you are. 
Never mattered to me one lick where you came from. You're my son. Roger reacts to this, looks at both of his parents, smiles, then slowly crosses over to a window. Angle, Roger, looking out the window into the night. His father crosses up next to him. What? I gotta find her, Pa. We know. I guess you better have this, then. She crosses to the hall closet, takes out a large gift-wrapped box, brings it over to Roger. Happy birthday, son. For me? Roger opens the box to reveal a pair of red overalls that we've seen before, along with a polka dot bow tie. Wow. Oh, Mater, my favorite color. And I didn't even know, and I didn't even know I had a favorite color. It was going to be your Sunday suit. But if you're going out in the world, you should look your best, don't you think? Roger looks at her a moment, a tear welling in his eye, then hops into her arms. They hold each other for a moment. Then he looks at both his parents, sniffling. Remember when I was a baby? You could always get me to stop crying. Tora smiles at him, then whacks him on the head. (laughs) We see stars circling. That's fucking great. Earl grabs one of them and tickles Roger, and he bursts into uncontrollable laughter. (laughs) No! Stop! Stop! You're killing me! I'm dying! Leave! I can't do the please anymore. Leave! Please stop tickling my undercarriage. It's hard. I've I've always had difficulty with it. Leave, Sean. Exterior, Randall Farmhouse, night. As we pull back through the window, we see Roger's parents as they continue to tickle him on the stairs. (laughs) He pisses himself. Exterior, Randall Driveway, day. Roger, dressed in his familiar red suit, walks down the driveway, waving to Earl, Dora, and the kids, who are all standing on their porch. A handkerchief with all his belongings is tied to a stick that rests on his shoulder. Of course. Of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. And I'll write every Tuesday, and I'll call every Friday, and, and I'll write and call every Sunday, just like you said. Remember, son, you keep a good head on your shoulders and you'll be fine. Oh, would they write every Friday and write and call every Monday? Maybe it was call every Tuesday, but don't write or call every Saturday. Roger's family gives him one last <laughs> heads into the house. I, the, your reading of that just made me think, but the liquor store guy, he <laughs> knew. I reminded, it reminded me of the fucking the cartoon where he's like, you know, like uh, where, he, where she's like, uh, she goes, oh, I forget what it is. Never mind. <laughs> Good job, Trevor. Or like my second cousin who is 950 times removed from any side. Roger's fan. Are you done with the mic? Yeah. Okay. Um... Roger's family gives him one last wave, heads into the house. Exterior, Kansas Road, day, drive-by. As a 1935 Ford Coupe, somewhat worn and grimy, makes its way past the farms and the cornfields. That's not a sentence. (laughs) It's it's not, that's true. It's a way of life. Interior, Ford, day, moving. Maybe maybe he ran out of all his good stuff and now it's just going to be shit. (laughs) Because so far, this has been so good. I've been really yeah, enjoying this. Yeah. We, uh, we, we're going to have to go to a break eventually. Yeah. Interior, Ford, day, moving. On Richie Davenport, 24, good looking, performing a Shakespearean monologue for no one in particular as he drives. For in that sleep of death, what dreams may come when we have shuffled off that mortal coil? Must give us pause. There's the respect that makes... That makes 
that makes what? Richie looks down and checks the text on the seat behind him. Calamity! (laughs) Exterior road, day. Roger, at the end of his driveway, still waves, calls out to his now absent family. (laughs) And don't worry, some nice person is bound to give me a... Wham! Roger is creamed by the Ford. Both the car and the rabbit hurtle out of frame. The hanky and the stick remain suspended in the air for a beat. Then they fall to the ground. Interior, Ford, day, moving. Richie quickly looks up from his book, reacts to Angle, Roger Rabbit, with his face plattered and distorted across the entire windshield. Plattered or plastered? (laughs) Plastered, sure. I can read. I know words. Have you ever made something with platter? (laughs) Uh, Angle Richie, who screams in horror and slams on the brakes. <laughs> just like the idea. Screams that, in horror. That like, right at this point, like Richie just like cries to himself and he just like rocks back and forth thinking he's murdered somebody. <laughs> and then as Roger slides down to the ground, Richie just drives off. <laughs> <laughs> just but leaves. Earl's got to come and tickle him first. Yeah. Interior for day. <laughs> he just. It's the thing he never talks about. But it's always in the back of his head how he killed some hobo in Kansas on his way to his audition. It's like something they're tacking on in the sequel, like with Marty being called chicken. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Remember, you can just you can make Roger stop crying by tickling the shit out of him. It's like you realize that like you have to tickle him with a star after you hit him on the head. Yeah. <laughs> Look, <laughs> red, little stars. It's an oddly specific thing. But yeah, it works. Um, exterior Ford day. The Ford fishtails to a stop. It's tires squealing and Roger bounces off the hood and disappears. Richie just sits there for a few beats, frozen, taking deep breaths, both hands gripping the wheel, trying to decide if he should just drive away. Don't look, man. Don't look. It's a two and they're not people. Just drive. (laughs) Then Roger's head pops into frame right next to the driver's window. Okay, this is 1941. If she was going to tell him that he's a tune, she should have said, you know, like Bugs Bunny. Right. Or, you know. Or Mickey. Mickey. Or Goofy. Goofy probably the closest. Goofy's his favorite. Yeah. Nobody takes a punch like Goofy. What timing. What finesse. What a genius. Hmm. He's, he's actually right about that. Had <laughs> uh, both hands gripping the wheel. Then Roger's head pops into frame right next to the driver's window. Richie jumps out of his skin. Screams again. <laughs> Going my way. He you could, could not have said that more gay. <laughs> well, he, he, he probably would say it just like that, like a fucking, you know, hitchhiker sticking his leg out. Interior, Ford, day, moving. Richie is behind the wheel. Roger sits in the passenger seat. That's exciting. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> like he's not on the roof. <laughs> I figured you for a dead duck back there. I didn't think there were any tunes around these parts. Me neither. By the way, I'm Roger. Richard Davenport. Nice to meet you, Richie. See, see, I was left here by my mother. You wouldn't have seen her, would you? I can barely read this fucking thing. How did you see wood where have is (laughs) twice? Where? (laughs) There's no wood. You haven't seen her, have you? But you read, you wouldn't have seen her, would you? Yeah, well, that's what what they're really saying. Reading is hard sometimes, it's okay. (laughs) Reading is fun, duh. Can you read that last line again just to leave me into mind? Oh, sure. Uh, you haven't seen her, have you? <laughs> you haven't seen her, have you? Sorry. I have a picture of her. She... <laughs> it's Sarah Connor. 
I have a picture of her. She left it in my Easter basket because she loved me. <laughs> Even though she left me. Even though she forsook me. Forsook. Roger takes out a time-worn photograph, holds it out to Richie. Insert photograph of a group of about 60 rabbits (laughs) (laughs) squeezed into a small photo. Standing Uh. beside them, we see the bottom half of an adult toon rabbit wearing a polka dot dress. (laughs) (laughs) The rest of her is out of the picture. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Uh. That's my mother. She's... (laughs) This is great. That's my mother. She's beautiful, isn't she? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> if you like that sort of thing. Roger looks at the floor of the car. In front of his seat, sees an 8 by 10 headshot of Richie. Underneath it, there's a stack of another 300 photos, all exactly the same. Roger rapidly flips through them and reacts. Wow, your mother must really love you. I'm an actor. At least I'm going to be. Just give me a week in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, is, is that where you're going? No. <laughs> We? Uh, hang on a minute, buddy. I'll okay. take you as far as the next town, okay? No offense, but I... Hey, here's another one. Uh, I guess this is At the bottom of supposed it. to be direction. At the bottom of the stack of Richie's 8x10s, Roger discovers one last photograph. Wed- I know what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Wedged in between two pieces of dirty cardboard. Insert photograph, I was wrong, of Richie wearing a flight suit and goggles over his head, standing next to a P-47 fighter plane, smiling at the camera. Ooh, you're a flyboy. Hey! Snatches it away in a burst. What I am or what I'm not is none of your goddamn business. You got that? Like I need the goddamn Air Force flight school with their chicken shit rules and their hotshot instructors on your ass every second. Potty mouth. This movie just got like really fucking... (laughs) Fuck those cunts. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Air Force bitch fucks. Um, It's it's 40 and it's 1941. The N-word is coming. (laughs) (laughs) Any minute now. Not in the Air Force, son. Oh, good point. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Tuskegee and all that. With their chicken shit rules and their hotshot instructors on your ass every second. Throttle up, throttle down, climb, climb. Off we go into the wild blue yonder. I'm, I guess I'm supposed to know what that song is. I don't know. <laughs> Who needs that? Uh, yeah. Right. You know, drop me off at the next time. <laughs> might be just fine. Yeah, I'll walk. I'm a rabbit. I'll burrow. <sighs> what I mean is... The flying was great. I just couldn't take all the BS. So I quit. Roger responds with another nervous affirmative squeak, then (laughs) looks out the window as Richie continues to drive. Exterior, Ford, day. Long shot. Take a break. uh, Hold on, I just got to say. Exterior, Ford, day. Long shot. It's uh, not likely to happen, is what I'm saying. (laughs) They they just put it in there as a suggestion. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, as the car continues west on a country road. Um, let's see if we have... You know what? Let's just stop the long shot. We'll pick it up in a minute. Yeah. Or next week. No, in a minute. Table Reads will return after this brief word from our sponsors. 
Hey, it's Clint Daly, host of the Daily Dose Sports Podcast. You know we release a new podcast every single Wednesday, and we bring you our own unique outlook on the world of sports. You know, we try to give you some actual insight and maybe a common sense approach to sports. Whether it's breaking news, some of the biggest games, or even some sports history, check out the Daily Dose Sports Podcast now on the Rogue Intel Podcast Network. The Daily Dose, your daily dose of sports and sarcasm. Yeah, every time I go to get new body armor or some more drones, I always go to Amazon. But I don't just go to any Amazon. I go to rogintel.com slash Amazon. So this way I can help out my favorite podcast with every purchase I make. And I know I purchase a lot. Get to the chopper now. TableReadsPodcast.com Lights, camera, Action. So the movie's kaput, which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Now, now, back to Table Reads. Now part of the Rogue Intel Podcast Network. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, in case you have a very short uh, memory span, memory spans a word, right? Yeah. In case you have a very short memory span, uh, Roger found out he was a tune. He... And there was uh, a long shot. He took off uh, to find his mother. He hitchhiked. Uh, well, he didn't well, hitchhike. He got hit by a He car. got run over. <laughs> and is now traveling with Richie uh, toward Hollywood. But Richie's dropping him off in the next town. And we were just having a long shot of uh, the Ford driving down the road. And now we rejoin them. Interior Ford Day. And the other thing to say, too, is that this is probably the first script we've ever done that's actually good. I think it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, Kelly and I were discussing. Kelly was like, what do we do if it's actually a good script? Are we going to finish it? <laughs> well, and we finish like, them all, don't we? And I was like, well, yeah, why not? I mean, we'll just finish the script and we won't yeah. feel miserable when we get to the end of it. <laughs> that's I, a new feeling. <laughs> I, I was discussing this with uh, our good friend, Lori. Who's who, Lori? My mother. Our friend, Lori. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, that we went to high school with. I know. Um, she she listens now. Oh, really? Yeah, she started at the Hi, beginning. Hi, Lori. She just finished Urban. She'll get to this point in like another year. Kelly, this means that we actually have a good writer listening. Yeah. <laughs> so there's an objective. Li- Wait, so will we get a good script? No, 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 oh. no, of course yeah. not. No, no, that completely goes. Like, this was a fluke. This yeah, script. it's an accident. Oh, yeah. There's no reason that the guy who fucking wrote Dr. Doolittle should have written a good script. <laughs> but didn't he write some other good stuff? Wasn't no, no. Everything that I read was awful. Like a oh. Christmas Story two. Who knew that was even a thing? It didn't need to be a thing. Yeah. A Christmas Story is the most perfect fucking movie ever made. Yeah. Oh yeah, I do know about Christmas Story two. Did you actually see it? No, I didn't know it existed until I saw this guy's oh. fucking name on it. Shit, I can tell you. Anyway, that. so um, talk about ruining a child. I was, I was I was talking to Lori and uh, I was I was saying like when we get to like the last episode when I listen back to them. I notice there's a, like a lot of openings for like jokes and comments that I don't make because by the time We're we get so to the last out. episode of a script, yeah. my internal monologue is just, please, God, make it stop. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good because if the host is thinking that, the audience is clearly on board. <laughs> so so uh, hopefully that won't be the case this time. It'll be a good script. Maybe we'll do a, a good script once a year. I want to say, I think you and I are the only ones that suspect this as being a good script. I don't think Kelly is on board. I mean, it's not Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. She she laughed wholeheartedly. She laughed wholeheartedly at Roger's baby picture. It is funny. It's <laughs> fucking <funny>. ridiculous. <laughs> 
it's so fucking like 40s gag cartoon yeah this shit you is know. this shit is great yeah it really is it's like upsetting that this didn't get made <laughs> i know i just figured if it's roger rabbit 2 it's gotta be shit right yeah yeah but it's not god no. damn it no. why isn't it shit it's still got time don't worry oh i like the, i like that you're optimistic for like negativity yeah. <laughs> she has a that's point that's what i had uh well you know what at least you fucking had something what what's the kid that was on the other show that you wanted that we wanted oh, danny danny didn't do shit yeah danny 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 danny's first interjection was three episodes in and he went penis <laughs> okay i mean it made sense in the yeah. context of the thing but uh yeah because the script was refusing to say the word penis yeah and he was like, you know what? I'm going to be brave. Three like, episodes in, I'm he's like, finally say it. The, the script says, uh, it reached, he reaches out and grabs him by the, uh, well, uh, it says that. something that you remember he had exposed. <laughs> and, and then Danny just goes, penis. Yeah, oh, it was film. He exposed some film. Like, we know what he's fucking <laughs> saying. Come on. <clears throat> um, Why does this sound like Game of Thrones? It does, but you say that I every time this music. comes on. Yeah, I do. You can't hear the music. Piece of repeating shit that I am. It's pretty low. Yeah, your your brain has like one joke cycle. <laughs> My brain has one joke. <laughs> Fuck also cycle. true. Vagina. Vagina. do. Can we get back to the script? No. It's too good. Interior four day moving. A little later, we are close on a now relaxed Roger, still looking at the scenery and obliviously humming. Off we go into the blue yonder to himself. Camera slowly pans to Richie, who gives Roger a look, but restrains himself. I mean, he did run him over. <laughs> Exterior, yeah. side of the road, day. Further down the highway. The f- See, I, they missed an opportunity. When Richie was like, I didn't know there were any tunes out, these, out this way. They missed an opportunity for Roger to be like, you could tell? <laughs> Uh, the Ford pulls off the pavement and stops on a stretch of dirt. Interior Ford, day. Richie reaches across and opens the passenger door. Well, good luck, pal. But you said you were going to take me to the next town. I did. He points out the open passenger's door. Roger looks out at Roger's POV. A ramshackle little roadside gas station with a couple of dilapidated shacks on either side. An old man sits on a rocker in front of the station whittling on a stick a beat-up sign in the foreground reads voidville kansas population six (laughs) (laughs) voidville uh see you around but richie my mother was gonna what was going my mother was Was oh my i'm sorry but richie my mother was going west when she left me that's where you're going and (laughs) hey nothing personal i just make better time alone you got a real ride fast. But leave. I'll be good. I won't say a word. I'll be quiet as a mouth. Silent as a movie. Mute as a... Look, maybe I'm not in the mood to drive 2,000 miles with a talking ink blot. Aw, motherfuckers Aww, are racist. He went there, He's man. A That's fucked up. Dude. That is our word. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> Roger's a bit... Roger is a bit stunned and genuinely hurt. Oh, yeah. I guess I forgot. See ya. Fucking racist. (laughs) Roger gets out of the car. 
reaches in the back for his ankle and stick. His ankle. His oh, hanky. 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 His and ankle, stick. which he placed in the, the back H. of the car. <laughs> <laughs> for safekeeping. You know, he's a tune. It could be. That's true. <laughs> the, the hanky and stick and starts walking, somewhat Chaplin-esque, down the highway. Richie watches this for a few beats, sighs, and puts in and puts the car back in gear. Exterior side of road, day. As the Ford pulls alongside Roger and Richie rolls down the passenger window, calls out to him as Roger continues to walk. Hey, I'm a little wound up, that's all. I've been on the road three days straight. That's okay. Thanks for reminding me of my subhumanity. All right, I may as well take you to the next town. That won't be necessary. You know what this reminds me of? What? These shirts I've been seeing popping up. Shirts? This reminds you of a shirt. Yeah. T-shirt. It says, nah. And then it says, Rosa Parks, 1965. (laughs) I love it. That's fucking great. Nah. (laughs) Real big. Nah. (laughs) Uh, Richie stops on on a small incline, puts the car in neutral, pulls on the emergency brake and gets out, blocking Roger's path. Look, I said I was sorry, so just get back in the goddamn car. You didn't say... I can't do it anymore. Fuck. Please. That's not in the script. Please. Roger, in a split second, dashes back to the Ford and hops in the driver's seat like a little kid. So can I drive? Huh? Can I? Can I? No, just... Move over and look out the window and and shut up. Yes, sir. Right away. Your witch is my command. Interior Ford, exterior road, day. As Roger slides over on the seat, we see Richie through the windshield walking to the car. Roger bumps into the emergency brake lever. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. It releases. The car starts to roll backwards down the hill. Richie reacts, starts to trot off after it. Hey! Hey, what are you doing? Nothing. Just like you told me. Why are you getting farther away? <laughs> Just hit the brake! Yes, sir! On the double! Incidentally, what's a brake? <laughs> Richie runs faster, more urgently as the Ford gathers speed. Down there! That big pedal on the right! Hit it fast! My right or your right? The Ford flies backwards now, totally out of control. This is goofy. Just hit something and stop the goddamn car! <laughs> Roger glances out the rear window, realizes he's headed straight for bum, bum, bum. the gas station. And, more specifically, the two pumps. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> he's about to get into a gasoline fire with his friends. Uh, a freak gasoline fight accident. <laughs> that is the, the best line from Zoolander. Is there's so many, though. There but, are so no, many, there, but there's so my many. favorite one is the, what is this? A center for, for ants? How are kids going to learn how to read if they can't even get inside the building? But, like, <laughs> the whole gasoline fight was such an amazing <laughs> scene. But then to see him immediately after go, when all your friends can die in a freak Gasoline fight accident. It's <laughs> fucking amazing. This is what Why happens when we get good material. We just start doing good scenes from movies that have made it. Oh, <laughs> it is a great I movie. Watch that movie right now. I do too. By the way, I rewatched uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World oh, the yeah? other night. That movie is so fucking good. Yeah, it is. Have you seen so, Zoolander two? No. Oh shit. That is not good. That's what I heard. Yeah. Back to the script. Dumb and Dumber two was surprisingly good. Shut up. 
I'm not saying it was good. I'm saying it was surprisingly good. It wasn't like, good. Like you chuckled once and you're like, yeah, wow. I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, that was actually funny. <laughs> uh, could you read the last line? Um, oh, straightforward. The gas station and more specifically the two pumps. He turns back to Richie. Okie dokie. Exterior gas station. Day. As the Ford slams into the two pumps, which triggers a gigantic explosion. Richie reacts as the Ford. Long shot is hurtled 500 feet straight up into the air. Just because Roger's in it. Yeah. That wouldn't have happened if there was a human in it. Well, maybe if one of the Blues Brothers was fucking driving it, but maybe. The old uh, man at what's left of the station watches this and stops whittling to nonchalantly reach behind him and turn the open sign on the door around so it now <laughs> reads, Closed, sorry we missed you. Richie just stands there, dazed, <laughs> as it starts raining fenders, auto parts, <laughs> and all 300 of his 8 by 10 glossies. Finally, Roger lands with a splat a few feet in front of him, holding on to the charred, twisted brake pedal. I found it! <laughs> Richie gives him a look, walks over, and kicks an auto part. I can't believe this. I'm screwed in the goddamn middle of nowhere. Don't worry, Richie. It'll be okay. We'll get to Hollywood somehow. Richie looks at Roger, considers a beat, considers beating considers him. Considers beating him. Exterior, side of the road, day. It's deserted. We see a car approach, and just as it's ready to pass us, Roger is tossed up from a ditch onto the roadway. The car's tires screech, and it moves out of frame. We hear a thud. Motherfucker just threw Roger at a car. Exterior, highway junction, dusk. Many miles further down the road, the car slows turns right onto another highway, then stops. The door opens and Richie emerges, followed by Roger, who's a little dazed. Hope you got another ride. I wouldn't worry about it, sir. Insert overhead map of Western USA. What just happened, though? I don't really know. Kelly, were you paying attention? Nope. You're usually the one that does. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I see. There was a time jump there. He threw Roger in front of the car so the guy would hit it, and then he'd offer them a ride. And then it's a oh. few miles down the road, and the driver's fed up with Roger, so he kicks him out of the car. <laughs> okay. That was not very clear, but we worked it out in the end. Strike one, Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Fucking page 18. You better get it together. <laughs> Insert overhead map of Western USA. As we watch a line etching its way across the <laughs> Western Plains, the Rockies, and then the deserts. Every 100 miles or so, the line stops. We hear a screech of tires and a thud, and the line resumes its movement. Yeah. Finally ending at exterior, Hollywood Boulevard. Hooray Day. for Hollywood. Close on a street sign indicating the corner of Hollywood and Vine. Yeah. Widened to reveal pre-war Hollywood. Bustling, noisy, and not quite yet so tawdry. A Dodge sedan pulls to the curb. The back door opens and Richie emerges, followed by a thoroughly senseless Roger, who staggers around on the curb, a number of bells and cuckoo clocks circling his ears. And next time, watch where you're going! (laughs) To the driver. The car pulls away. They did that the whole time, the fucking keep hitting Roger to get rides. Richie picks up his suitcase. Nice trip, huh? Oh, yes. 
I enjoyed it enormously. Roger shakes his head, clearing away the bells, then has a look around. The sidewalk is jammed with people, moving along at a hurried pace. Roger finds himself dodging out of their way. Wow, now I know we're not in Kansas. Yeah, anyway, take care of... Suddenly, Roger sees a tune, Wiley Coyote, in the middle of the crowd, headed straight for him. Well, we know no one's going to be doing any dialogue as Wiley. (laughs) Unless it's a super genius. (laughs) Or it's it's, uh, Ralph Wolf, or is it Sam? Sam Wolf? Well, it says Wiley Coyote. Yeah, yeah. It's Ralph Wolf and Sam Sheepdog. That's right. Morning, Sam. Uh, He panics, jumps on Richie. Yeah. I'm not going to scream. Yeah! What are you doing? What's that horrible thing? <laughs> Richie turns and they both watch Wiley glance at a shopping list in his hand. He's a fucking self-hating tune. Then turn into the entrance of an old building, above, the, above whose doors we see a sign reading, Acme Corporation, World Headquarters. Relax, that's another tune. See, there's lots of them. We see the boulevard again, and now notice, peppered amongst the humans, a number of various tune types. Hey! Maybe I'll find my mother here. A middle-aged couple passes, then stops and stares at Richie. He realizes Roger is still embracing him and shoves him away. Will you just get off of me? Look, you gotta find your mom, and I got a lot of stuff to do. So I guess this is so long. Good luck, okay? Yeah, Roger just, like, gets paired up with people that fucking hate him. (laughs) And he just loves everybody. Richie starts walking, leaving as a flated Roger alone on the sidewalk. It could be literally, you need to clarify. Yeah, right. He waves at Richie. So long. Right. In fact, I think I'll start looking right this minute. Great, good idea. <laughs> and don't worry about me. I'll be fine. Happy as a clam, calm as a cucumber, safe as a bug in a rug. Richie disappears into the crowd. Roger stands there, <laughs> disappears. a little frightened and unsure what to do. Then he takes his family photograph out of his pocket and approaches a passerby. Excuse me, I'm looking for my mother. Have you seen her? Hello? Have you seen my mother? The passersby simply ignore him. He starts up, there better be a girl soon. Kelly is bored. Yeah, I'm sorry, Kelly. You can be the radio announcer. Yeah. The passersby... They're very common in the 40s. Yes. The passersby simply ignore him. He starts up the block, continuing to question them. We see the famed jeweler's clock at the corner of Hollywood and Wilcox, indicating that it's nine sharp. Exterior, city block, day. Another clock hanging over a bank now reads 2.30. Roger comes around the corner, tired and depressed. You haven't seen my... I guess you haven't. He sighs, then walks a few more steps. We hear voices on a radio, coming through the open door of a barbershop. Go for it, Gail. Oh. And now, Old Gold Cigarettes, the brand more throat specialists recommend, presents Mr. Keen, Tracer of Lost Persons. Roger stops, steps closer to listen. Each week at this time, Mr. Keen utilizes the latest methods of science and psychology to locate the missing and bring loved ones together. Interior barbershop day. A barber is strapping his razor, because it's the 40s. A customer sits in the chair. His face covered in hot towels as Roger runs in the door. Excuse me, that voice on the radio, where's that coming from? I don't know. Beat it, will ya? But my mother, he can find her! 
Somebody needs to be a customer. Neutral Broadcasting Studios, two blocks down. Oh, clearly you're from under a towel. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Hops on him, gives him a wet kiss. Ew. A thousand times, thank you. That is the first time I have ever not minded Trevor's kiss noise. <laughs> it's very cartoony. Roger runs out the door as the hey. customer yanks off the towels and starts spitting into his right. Spitting to his right, disgusted. But You get to be Eddie. Hmm. Only after he sits up again do we realize that it's Eddie Valiant. Eddie Valiant. Long time no see. Hold on! I have one word! You have many words. Tunes. We slowly pack band... Hand back Pac to the ring. I don't know what happened. I, my mouth was excited about Eddie <laughs> and 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 missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Jessica's coming in. Oh, good. We slowly we slowly pan back to the radio. The show has just begun. I had just closed the McGee case and I was headed home for a good night's sleep. My door opened, and in walked the kind of woman you wouldn't mind staying awake for. Interior, Mutual Radio st- Studios, day. Close on a sign, lit up, reading, on air. We slowly pan, passing a director's booth full of people, as we hear SFX <laughs> of a door opening, then a familiar, sultry voice. Mr. Keene, my name is Victoria hey. Van Hey, I hate to interrupt you. That's really bad. But, well, she doesn't know. I don't oh, okay. Know. Um, Sorry. Jessica has a very distinctive voice. She's Catherine, or she's uh, Kathleen. Um, that's not going to happen. Okay. Because she doesn't even really sound like. She does. Well, she um, very, I need you to do it for me. Very deep and throaty voice. Should I play some video, some audio of it? Yeah, yeah, play me some audio. Mr. Valiant, I'm not bad. <laughs> I'm just drawn that way. That's not what it sounds that, like. <laughs> that sounded so drag queen. <laughs> it's the best I can do. She's, I am a man. She's a, she is a drag queen character, though. Note. My chest area and how it is flat. I mean, so is mine, but. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. I could indicate <laughs> other telltale signs, <laughs> less appropriately so. This is the uh, the scene that you're doing right now about the so bad drawn drawn that way. I can't hear it. got the wrong idea about me, Mr. Valiant. I'm a pawn in this, just like Roger. Can you help me find him? Just name your price, and I'll pay it. Yeah, I bet you would. You gotta have the rabbit to make the scam work. I don't know if I can do that. Do your best. Have the rabbit to We're make not gonna the scam work. Look, look, I'm accepting his Roger. <laughs> oh, no, no, I love my husband. You can do that. You, got me- you can do that. Come on. You're a just, co- just think Betty Davis. Oh, yeah. That's a good reference for her. <laughs> Jesus, Sean. <laughs> you know what? Do you know who Maria Bamford is? No. Oh. Are you just making people up? <laughs> yes. That does sound like a made-up name. <laughs> I'll tell her. We'll just look up Maria Bamford and be like, hey, uh, our friend says your name is uh, fake. Sounds made up. Therefore, you're fake. Um... Mr. Keene, my name is... It's the same voice you did before. Dude. (laughs) It's fine. Trevor, I'm not going to come back. (laughs) Well, yeah, we set that up so you didn't have to do that. 
Um, okay, you do it then. I'll be the radio actor. I like it. You can do it. No, you be Jessica. Please be Jessica. No, too late. <laughs> Trevor. <laughs> Trevor's Jessica. Trevor, stop being a dickhole and apologize to Kelly so she'll be Jessica. No, he gets to be Jessica. Uh, even if I apologize, she's not going to do it. She's made her mind up. I have made my mind up. What if I said... <laughs> no, definitely not. Mr. Keen, my name is. This is going to be really funny when they have scenes together, Jessica and Roger. <laughs> yeah, uh, Kelly and I will just take a break. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Keen, my name is Victoria Van Cortland. You've got to help me. You told me I was bad? Yeah, I sound more like her. <laughs> no, you don't. It sounds drag queeny, right? Fucking. No, you sound like you're just reading it like you're reading the newspaper. Yeah, Kelly, go ahead. You're a better actress. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> I should be insulted by that. But. <laughs> Do the radio actor. Okay. Well, you have to do your line, don't you? I'm the radio actor. How am I doing so far? I like a guy with a sense of humor. On this, we reveal the two actors standing in front of a microphone. A nondescript radio actor re- reading the voice of Mr. Keen and a humanoid tune jessica krupnik krupnik (laughs) rabbit is better (laughs) it is a jessica we know but not quite as we remember her her voice is deep and quite seductive but a somewhat drab outfit conceals her figure she wears little makeup her hair is up in a bun she wears glasses as they read their scripts that sounds hotter yeah (laughs) yeah fucking i made a mental note to learn some new jokes then took her coat I guess you could say she had a good figure, if thirty-eight, twenty-two, thirty-six is what you figure is good. I do. Where are her Fuck organs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like this. She really doesn't she have really it. Doesn't yeah, have really a, she has a waist it. of like this big. It's <laughs> my husband. He's disappeared. I can't believe he'd leave of his own accord. As I was trying to figure that one out myself, the door slowly opened. <laughs> Jessica now does the sound effect of a door creaking. Oh, sorry. It's a perfect simulation. I was too busy to notice the barrel of another kind of thirty-eight pointing in our direction. Jessica now reproduces the cocking and firing of a gun. She's a tune. With her sound, with She's a, mouth. a tune. She can do anything. Yeah. I push her down and ran out into the hall. Tackling the guy just as he gets to the water cooler. Jessica now does glass shattering, the glug glug of water pouring out of a bottle, and finally a fist fight replete with punches and furniture breaking. It's a tour de force. Angle, booth door, as we hear the receptionist's muffled voice. Hello, you couldn't go in there. <laughs> as the actor continues reading, Roger bursts into the studio, followed by the receptionist. 30-ish. Roger runs up to the actor, not noticing Jessica. I pinned him in the corner and... Mr. Keen, can I have a moment of your time, a minute of your life, a scintilla of your schedule? Who the hell is this schmuck? As he covers Mike... Oh, Jesus. Will you please get out of here? But Mr. Keen can find my mother. The radio said so. Otto Green, the station manager, enters. Mid-fifties, rotund, jolly-looking, with a shock of red curly hair. Who? Me? I'll be Otto. What's going on in here? (laughs) I'm sorry, Mr. Green. I wish people could have seen your Max Fleischer's Superman (laughs) stance. (laughs) It's appropriate for the year. Oh, you know what? 
he should be okay in my head i don't know what the guy sounds like right but in my head he's eddie seltzer okay yeah yeah be eddie seltzer even though we have no idea what he sounds like (laughs) go to commercial go to commercial (laughs) what's both what's so funny about bullfights he points to the booth running his finger across his throat Jessica, I was gonna, I was gonna do uh, Leon Schlesinger, but that's kind of already taken. Yeah, Sylvester or Daffy, actually. Yeah, he points to the booth, running his finger across his throat. Jessica runs over to a corner, joining a trio of singers. She immediately does the sound effect of a coffee percolator. <laughs> then the girls chime in, singing the Maxwell House House coffee jingle. This is this is why actors in movies. Yeah. Like actors playing actors in movies, always like before they're seen, they go. <laughs> they turn into Still Steve Carell, yeah, from Bruce Almighty. Um, during this, during this, people are frantically running around the booth, in and out of the studio, knocking things over as the receptionist and security guard try to grab Roger. By the way, I should point out that we're at an hour and eight minutes. We are just to let you know. Oh man. My timer didn't work out. Aww. So let's finish up this yes. scene area. Where are we? Um, see. Oh, hello out there in Radioland. Uh, Roger Rabbit, top of the page. Yeah. Hello out there in Radioland. I'm trying to find my mother. I've got a picture. A picture. See, she's <laughs> he's on the radio. Look at his picture. <laughs> Roger is tackled and knocked out of frame by a phalanx of security people as the jingle continues. <laughs> Exterior, mutual radio station studios. I keep wanting to say stations. Day. <laughs> As two beefy security guards shove Roger into a revolving door inside the lobby. They give it a hefty shove, and the door starts to spin wildly with Roger still trapped inside. It ejects him like a bullet, and he slams into a fire height. This is the only way that revolving doors work. Why are they describing it in such detail? <laughs> uh, slams into a fire hydrant, just sits there for a beat, dazed. Excuse me? I think you dropped this. Roger slowly turns and looks behind him. His eyes widen and his heart starts to pound through his overalls. <laughs> Roger's POV, Jessica. At the door to the building, her glass is off now, holding up his photograph. All the other people and the building itself become a swirling animated blur. All Roger can see is her. <laughs> When she talks, her voice is amplified and distorted. Do we have an effect for that? What's that? Do we have an effect for that? No, unfortunately. Boo. Boo. Are you all right? She crosses over to him. The background comes back into focus. She holds out the photograph. This is yours, isn't it? My pictures! Oh, thank you, thank you! I'll put it away as soon as my pocket stops pulp... Pulpitating. Pulpitating. Look, this is just a radio show. The only real person Mr. Keene finds every day is his bartender. (laughs) Holds out her hand. Jessica. Jessica Krupp. That's (laughs) That's a great name. Roger. Roger, I don't know. Glances at guards. You'd better go on home before you get in any more trouble. I don't have one. Maybe I can stay with you. <laughs> I won't hug the co- <laughs> I won't hug the covers. I promise. Thanks. <laughs> I'm afraid I already have a roommate. 
but I think my building has a little place for rent in back. Here's the address. She takes out a pen, writes it on his ear. (laughs) Well, see ya. Roger just gazes at her as she walks away, stroking the ear that she wrote on. Yeah. (laughs) What a lucky girl. (laughs) (sighs) Fade out. I still say Trevor Triple Jessica. We don't want to mix up the podcast world with like our actual personal lives. What'd she say? That you should play Jessica. Yeah, probably. I do, I, I do have the tits for it. Yeah, but we don't we don't want to mix up like the, the real life and the podcast. Maybe you I mean, don't. if he's got the dress, he ought to flaunt it. You know, <laughs> have the dress, the heels. It's the it's the waist that I can't do because the waist is like fucking. My ankles are bigger than her waist, dude. If you your ankles totally, are twenty two inches, you yeah. got problems. To yeah. your your diabetes, you're you're more than qualified to play Jessica. You <laughs> you have her waist. You have like seven hundred of her waist. I felt like that should have been funnier. Together. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not here to be funny. I'm here to make fun I know of people. That. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Uh, it's funny to make fun of you. Okay, so here's the deal, everybody. Um, if you want to read this script without us because we suck, uh, you can get it at our website at tablereadspodcast.com. Just find the script section and scroll. You'll find it. Scroll, I, scroll, I, scroll. I have faith in you. Uh, remember, we are part of the Rogue Intel Podcast Network. They're a great bunch of guys. They just got this new show on the network as well. It's called Touche El Duche. Uh, you shouldn't Stinks. listen to it. It's a piece of shit. Stinks. It's got these two guys on it. Uh, who are terrible. And this one black girl who, like, is pretending to be a guy from Detroit. Jimmy? Yeah, Jimmy's a girl. Oh, okay. That uh, I feel like that like should have been, been funnier. funnier. Yeah, yeah. High five, Kelly. High five. Um, so that's it. Kelly, you want to plug your Instagram feed or anything? Uh, no. But you got a follower. From our I show. did. It was so exciting. And he messaged me and was like, I heard about you from the podcast. And I was like, oh my God, we have a listener. <laughs> a listener. A listener. Because you said on the show, and you know, if you follow me because of this show, send me a message and let me know. Yeah. and that's, So he wasn't just being a creep. No, he wasn't. Which is even better. I asked. Yeah. I was thrilled. So again, if you follow me because of this show, let me know because I will be static. Also, Kelly. What? When you started on this show, we had tops 25 listens per episode. Now we're getting over 300 per episode. I feel like that's because you joined a network, not because of me. Oh, no. <laughs> I wasn't giving you credit for that. <laughs> I'm just saying that you have more reason to be here. Now we're not as pathetic. I mean, that's true. I can almost be seen with you in public. What a douche. (laughs) (laughs) All right. If you want to keep up with my uh, conventions, my cosplays, my modeling, um, follow me on Instagram at klevier, K-A-Y-L-E-V-E-A-Y. And shoot me a message. I'll be thrilled if uh, you find me via this podcast. Yes. Prove we have two listeners. And, you know, we'll, we'll post a picture of her. Uh, in case you don't feel like typing all that in, I guess, to see pictures. You know what? Just go to there and you'll see pictures of her. And you'll be like, oh, yeah, we should totally be following this girl because she's smoking hot and all or whatever. 
And I don't know, whatever you people think. And if you like me, you can email me. I am me a redhead. I, that's the one thing I have in common with Jessica. Just the that's one. True. That's why we needed you to be Jessica. Because <laughs> that why, comes across And why visually. I almost just fired Trevor for ruining that. <laughs> <laughs> and if you need to get in touch with me. I will stop paying you nothing for this. <laughs> you actually, to your credit, you actually did pay me. Um for uh, doing the production for the pr- that's the true. Well, you didn't pay me. You kind of looked the other way at the. I was like, hey, the you money owe me I owe you. Money. <laughs> uh, do stuff for me instead. I do stuff for you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. Yes. Oh, and if anyone anyone wants to email me, you can email me directly at Trev's Lemon Party at gmail dot com. The voice of. What's the matter, Sean? Why? I don't know. Well, I want to see what's out there. Is that real? <laughs> It is now. <laughs> the voice of Table Reads is Art Carlson. Hey, that's kind of meta. Meta. This podcast was created by Sean McBee and produced by Ferris Wheelhouse. FerrisWheelhouse.net. Fuck. Cut to black.